Hello and welcome to the DigiCoach podcast. I'm Leanne, your coach, and have a wealth of knowledge including nutrition, back pain, pre and postnatal exercise, injury rehabilitation and Pilates. I have nearly 10 years experience and my aim is to motivate and educate you, the listener, in the above, along with successful lifestyle change. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and thank you for listening. Welcome back to my DigiCoach podcast. Thanks for being here. Today I wanted to talk about snacking. When you start off on your fitness and health journey, as cheesy as it is, it's still a journey from A to B and you will experience many, hopefully, if you're working with a coach, mindset altering behaviours. Um, I mean, it's the precursor of losing fat long term is mindset. Um, and snacking and the mindset around snacking can be quite detrimental to your results. So what I have, what I see quite a lot, if um, if you are a snacker, which most people are, like we don't need to snack. But I mean, if you if you're one of these people who has like skips out on breakfast, for example, or has a small too small of a lunch, then later on at night I will see either massive dinner, people's dinners are normally fine, but it's like the late night snacking, you know, um, when willpower, um, you've been fighting with it all day, you're hungrier, like you might be trying to speed up your your results as well. So you think, right, I'll reduce calories in two meals so I can have a snack later. But what usually happens is you lose control later on at night um, and eat like, for snacking stuff, it's usually unhealthy things like low fiber, ultra processed, like chocolate bars, for example. Um, and then usually you lose a little bit of um, control here. And then before you know it, you've eaten your way out of the deficit you were creating, even Monday to Friday, or this could be a daily thing. And then you feel crap in the morning because you're giving yourself all that guilt. So it's usually after the afternoon slump, especially if you're a parent, um, that you tend to be searching for a sugar rush, like uh, another high. Um, it really goes with the quality of food that you're having. So you want to protect the liver and feed the gut. So fiber, basically. Fiber protects the liver and feeds the gut. And this is what's causing a lot of metabolic syndrome. Um, 45% of Americans now have... Uh, type 2 diabetes, sorry, fatty, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is the precursor of diabetes and type 2, type 3, and then a variation of cancers and things like that. Um, So notice that I said 45% of Americans have non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, um, fatty liver, not 45% of obese Americans, um, because even if you are ultra thin you can still carry high amounts that of liver fat so i digress so if it's not handled correctly like if if you are snacking things and you're losing control you first need to look at managing your environment so if you've got food to hand and if every time you open the fridge or cupboard you're seeing um like this trigger food if you will um you know, chocolate bars, it's easily accessible. 
that's the first thing to take away. Manage your environment first. I'm not saying you'll never be able to um, have these chocolate bars or like crisps in the cupboard and you not touch them. But right now, you literally cannot be trusted. If, it, if you are losing control most evenings or every evenings whilst eating um, and you plan to have one chocolate bar or a packet of crisps and then you end up eating the full bag or quite a few of them till you feel sick, it doesn't always point to um, a binge eating disorder. Sometimes it's a disordered way of eating, which is what I have had. Um, <clears throat> I literally could not trust myself with a full bag of Doritos. And have you seen how much, how many calories is in a packet of those big Doritos now? I'm sure it used to be 500. Well, now it's clocking up at a thousand calories. That's nearly half of my daily calorie target. Um, I mean, these companies know what they're doing. Like there's a, something called the bliss point, um, which is where companies are uh, like in a boardroom type meeting, like Coca-Cola and crafts and things, um, trying to come up with the best, and they're at war basically, but it's not against each other, like Pepsi versus Coke, how like they have you believe. Uh, they're at war with us, the consumer, and they want us to eat as much of their products as possible so they make more money. So there's something called the bliss point. You know that moorishness you get with a packet of crisps or... What's mine? Mine probably is Doritos, to be honest, or them Toffee something like that. And if you aren't managing your... Uh, yeah, so, sorry, back to the bliss point. So it's designed for you to keep going for more, like Pringles, once you pop, you can't stop, that kind of thing. Um, so they make these packages, they'll put on like a suggested serving sign. They know, uh, sorry, suggested serving size portion. Um, but they know that you are more likely um, going to finish the packet. I mean, we're human at the end of the day. If it's there, it's readily available. And it's a obesogenic environment. Um, we see it everywhere that we are going to overeat and calorie. I mean, you need to be restricted, but like parent yourself but not overly restrictive where it becomes obsessive behavior so first things first is to manage your environment next to me like i see a lot of the time like people save back calories or want to get to fat loss where the like the vision that or the target weight um up like as fast as possible but what you're sacrificing here is your, your results really because you can't maintain over restriction for very long um, because it relies on willpower there's no habits been changed and routine behaviors you know um so eventually uh, depending on how strong your willpower is and etc discipline um, you will give in so the sooner you can accept that it's going to take time like if you give yourself a year to completely transform your mindset like because it's a precursor for long-term fat loss and incredible results if you fix your mindset you fix the fat loss issue so to be clear as well nobody's got a fat loss issue everybody can lose fat um if anybody's told you otherwise like somebody tries to tell me that they were incapable of losing fat then it's simply not true um it's a calorie in calorie out equation and um, what makes it difficult is human behavior psychology mindset routine barriers life in general and like i said if you give yourself a year to get like i'm going by if you've got like quite a few pounds to lose and muscle to build 
Um, you need to give yourself a decent amount of time. There's no point in rushing it through um, and accept that it will take time. To, like you didn't get into, you, your body didn't get into this state with like over a matter of weeks, you know. So it's going to take quite a while to turn things around. If you want to keep it, if you want to pay for coaching um, and have that investment and have it stick with you for the rest of your life, then you need to go through the process of the trial and error, whether you like it or not. I mean, the time is going to pass regardless. And in the grand scheme of things, a year is nothing. And you would have learned so much, um, everything really that you need to, to keep going for the rest of your life. So rushing through it, like with um, Weight Watchers, Slimming World, any juice replacement shakes, anything like that, um, these are not the answer. These are short-term, um, short-term, I won't even call them solutions, but they're a very aggressive way of doing things. And it's over restriction of calories and lifestyle. Like you want to live your life and be able to um, go out with your friends and still be losing body fat and gaining muscle and like being left with a nice toned figure. Um, I'm digressing here, but I think it's all relevant like to snacking. Because um, I find a lot of people will cut back calories um, in meal one, meal two even, either or, or both. And then it might not be straight away, but you it's unsustainable. You can't live like that. Um, and you're fighting with that willpower, you're not looking and you're not learning moderation, which is the hard part. Restriction is like cutting something out is a lot easier than learning moderation um, and fixing the problem at the root. So um, like cutting, so what I see a lot is not eating enough during meal times, which leads to more snacking. So then you're eating as many calories for snacking than you should have in, in the meal. Next, um, so make sure you're snacking. Like everyone likes a chocolate bar at the end of the day. Like I'm not saying every day, personally, but if you if it's your thing, like I've got some clients who love a coffee in the morning, including myself. It, as long as you're not, if it's not being detrimental, you're not losing control. It's not affecting um, how you feel within yourself. There's no guilt there. I mean, I used to have food guilt. I used to, I have been through a lot of um, disordered ways of thinking and I think it's a rite of passage and you've got to it takes time especially in the culture that we've been brought up you know around the celebrities and everything's marking to sell 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 the food I think you've got to go through this process to learn about yourself personally just because it works for me might not work for you this way um again that takes a trial and error so Firstly, look at the quality of your main meals. If you start your day off with a positive as well, <clears throat> doesn't matter if you're on back shift um, or if you've not slept all night, just make sure that first morning food sets you up for the day. It sets the tone of your mindset for the day. Make sure it's got your fiber, your protein, volume, um, and make it as easy as possible to practice the good habits that you want to instill in your life. So. Um, having meal prepped, what really helps me, oh, I cannot tell you, is having a food shop delivered on a Saturday, um, planning my meals out for the week. And I literally just, I'm like, because I've put the time in, and I've obviously can rotate meals and things as well, um, but because I've put like an hour in planning, 
um, that saves me so much time every single day and petrol and like I can't stress how important my mental fatigue um like the decision making like taking that out I've got more energy in my head for like to be thinking about my business and it's also committing to that meal plan knowing that you are having this and you know you're not thinking it's like a vegan doesn't think every day oh I'm going to be vegan today they're fully committed um so yeah, making sure you've got volume of food as well. Um, high veg pulses, um, got plenty of protein. And more than likely, if you nail at least two out of three of the meals, like uh, then it gives you room for snacking anyway. And you'll feel like you won't want to overeat on Haribo's or cupcakes or whatever your vice um, is that, you, that you're worried about. But snacking in general, um, as long as you're not losing control and you're staying within your calorie goal or in what you want to achieve, like for fat loss, weight loss, um, you can still lose fat and eat these um, unhealthier snacks, but it's just learning moderation and not going overboard with them. So hopefully that helped somebody's mindset at least. Uh, snacking doesn't have to be a bad thing. Um, you can enjoy a wee snack at night and it not be detrimental to your results. Um, it's more about are you feeling yourself well during the day? Have you got your steps in? Um, and yeah, like just as long as you're not losing control and food guilt coming in and everything like that. But it's more about keeping the ultra processed food to a minimum um, more than anything, to be honest, learning moderation. Um, but yeah, if this helped, please share to anyone that you think might enjoy this episode. And I'll see you on the next one. Short and sweet today. Bye.